watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our channels. I'm here in San Antonio. I hope you I hope you found us again. <laughs> and that gentleman here over there is I'm Eric Zandona in Vancouver, Washington. Uh, Eric and I, uh, Eric's a little bit under the weather. Uh, you know, our guys may have coronavirus, but they're still working for us, so that's good. <laughs> um, Eric, I, I'm really excited because we are going to be one of the few to actually taste a new agave spirit. Um, it's an Andean agave spirit. Check, take a look at this bottle. It is uh, fairly plain. I mean, it, it's called Charwar. And um, it is uh, uh, this particular brand and the brand owner were here in San Antonio in January uh, at, at the uh, um, San Antonio Cocktail Conference. And they were nice enough to send these over to myself and Eric. And uh, Eric, I, you know, he's he's got this wide palate. So I keep throwing him all these weird <laughs> these curveballs. I and love he it. He keeps hitting them out of the so anyway, you can see, uh, for those of you who are listening to us, this is just dipped in wax, and it does have a ripcord. So we're not going to have to be fighting with a knife or anything like that. Um, it is an 80-proof Charar Mishki Blanco, so it's unaged, or we would call it, if it was a mezcal, we'd call it a joven. And and what we're going to do really quickly is we're going to we're just going to open it up, taste it, and then we're going to let you give you the particulars on how it's made and everything else. So that way, uh, I'm going to pull the record on mine. As you can see, it's it, it's oh. really nicely, yeah, nicely done. And it pulls up the, the, from the side to the top and all the way down to the bottom. Oh. Yeah. Holy cats. This is good. This is good wax. I wonder if the wax comes from uh, Ecuador as well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it splits in half very nicely. Uh, I think it's a nice, nice touch to have that with your with a good strong rip cord on it. Uh, it's not corked, as, as far as I know. It's uh, it's got a safety pour, so that's how it works. There we go. As you can you can tell, we really are sipping off the cuff on this one because we haven't opened it or tasted it or done anything new to it. Um, so far, the aroma feels uh, smells decent. I'm gonna use my uh, Stasel Jarrito for uh, for uh, mezcal, and and of course, Eric will be using his handy dandy Glencairn. That's right. Uh, I don't know if you all can see that on my camera. Uh, it's it's really pristine though, Eric. Yeah. Um, it's the legs and tears are, are almost, well, there they go. I was going to say almost non-existent, but it's, yeah. now, now we got them. There they are. It's nice and even. Mm -hmm. uh, I, well, let's see what we, what, what the aroma is like here. To try and get it to open up a little bit more here. Yeah. So right off the bat, uh, it is an eighty proof. Yeah. So forty percent alcohol. You can definitely. There are some elements of the ethanol coming through. The aroma is yes. pretty light. 
but there's there's like a there's a sweet like honey character to it and there's some like some agave coming through it's not like peppery like you would get with a blanco tequila it's not smoky like you would get with a mezcal often it's very light somewhat sweet just uh, just to be just to be truthful here, just to be transparent for those of you listening or watching us, it is a distillate. It is distilled. Yeah. But we're not going to tell you what it's distilled from yet until we actually get through some of the descriptors. Okay, it's very faint. I agree with you, Eric. The the nose is very faint, very subtle. Okay, yeah. um, the ethanol has almost dis dissipated. I I do I do like to see the how 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 pure it looks mm -hmm. the legs and tears are very pure so this it, you can tell that whatever if there's there's no additives obviously and if yeah. there's anything um if there are, if there's any um glycerin it's probably happening directly in distillation you know the whatever whatever comes up there uh we're gonna have to try it man i'm not getting so. a whole lot of the nose. let's let's dip in here Oh wow. Oh my gosh. It's really sweet. It is sweet. But it's not sugar. I think it's just residual sweetness that sort of carries over. It's it's got a little bit of this on the finish, there's a little bit of this like warm herbal character but there's mm -hmm. also a lot of like like clover honey sweetness yeah exactly it's um um the finish is actually i'm surprised it's actually a medium to long finish because mm -hmm. there's no there's no immediate attack that we're that you and I are used to with a with a mezcal or some of the bacanoras that we've yeah. had, even at even at eighty proof, it's usually, you know, there's usually some aggressiveness, uh, some welcomed aggressiveness. Yeah. But this is really subtle until it, um, you know, there's the, the sweetness. You're right. It's it's not an artificial sweetness. It is it is, well here. Maybe we should just read what it's made from, okay? Because uh, <laughs> the folks in Ecuador have been keeping this a secret. Yeah. Um, the the full name in in the Quechua language is uh, uh, Chawarmishki, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. It is a from what the uh, uh, Elliot Logan Hines, who was really nice enough to to get these to us, Eric, and and I really want to thank him because. I think he's onto something, and this is really delightful. It's light. I, I don't know what kind of kick it's going to have. You know, what kind of the what sort of buzz it has or anything like that. But mm -hmm. what he what he says off the bat is that it's it's basically distilled pulque. Um, what he told us in his in his uh, quick note, he he said in Ecuador, indigenous people have a tradition of harvesting charomishki or aguamiel 
as they as they say in Mexico, of agave americana, the Andean subvariety. So, okay, so the he's not mentioning the Andean subvariety of agave americana. So I'm I wanted to drill down a little bit more to actually find the name of that plant, and I haven't been able to do it yet. Um, uh, do you have that email in front of you? Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you want to read how 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 he actually how they actually do this? Yeah. So just like uh, uh, so essentially, it starts off like uh, traditional pulque production where they take the raw sap from the agave, they ferment it with natural yeast floating in the air, uh, and then it's uh, double distilled. And uh, this has been a, what he says is a, a, an indigenous spirit. It is made by a, uh, a woman in, uh, from a cooperative in Ecuador. Yeah, this is really cool. Now, uh, where we what we would call pulque in Quechua, they call uh, guarango. I yeah. hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Also, um, so it's natural yeast. It's called guarango, and then uh, they, it, it is distilled after that. I, I'm I'm really would like to know more about that. I'm so first of all, I'm really glad that it's a, a, a first indigenous woman's agave producer co-op. That that is. That is the coolest thing, man. Yeah. Um, um, so, as I've had a couple of more sips on this, the finish is kind of a a, a lasting impression. It um, it's interesting because uh, earlier this week we did tastings of um, of a tequila, several tequilas infused with peppers, mm. mm -hmm. um, and you know if it's done correctly. It's like a good salsa, you know, where where it the heat gradually increases on your palate. This is the first time I've ever had something where the where the finish gradually increases as you swallow it. Yeah. Are, are you finding that? Are, are you are you finding like this 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 um, residual finish? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm finding that uh, with more successive sips that uh, I'm not noticing the sweetness as much. It's still there, but some of the other more herbaceous flavors, and this is, again, different than, say, the like more, more traditional like green flavors that people describe in Blanco uh, tequilas. So it's more kind of herbal in that way. Um, it sort of comes through, but it's really light, really interesting. I think I noticed the, the retronasal. Right, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting some of that you were mentioning. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think in the right hands of a good bartender, they could do some really interesting things with this and serve in a cocktail, um, just with that light sweetness and uh, soft herbal character that it has. I think could play really well with some interesting other ingredients with um with some more traditional like tequila or mezcal cocktails i think it might get a little lost because because mm -hmm. they're so light so but on its own it's really soft 
Though I would say like this with uh, soda or tonic in the summer would probably be really nice. It, it, it gives a nice refreshing, it, it's light. Yeah. You know, um, some mezcalas can be very aggressive and heavy and that's okay. We like that. We, you know, we like sometimes Eric and I, he, I know he leans to stuff that, that grabs you by the shirt collar and lets you know you're alive, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this one is, I like that it's very subtle. I like that it has a, a, a light quality. And like you, I think, I think if you have to be very creative in order to make this into a cocktail because it could get lost really yeah. quickly. But I will tell you this, this being an 80 proof, I am now wanting to see what this is like at a higher ABV, wouldn't you? I would yeah. like to see it. I, I would like to I would like to experience it in a in its in its um, much um, rougher uh, 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 you know it its character a much rougher yeah. character before it's watered down. I want to see what it comes out yeah. at at the still, you know, or I, I'm really interested to see how. You know, if maybe at a higher ABV, we would get more of those herbaceous yeah, uh, qualities. Um, maybe maybe at this ABV, this particular distillate would, would shine further if it was a little bit higher. Maybe even at 42 ABV. I don't know. Yeah. You know, maybe it doesn't have to go at 45, 48, like some of the, some of the more traditional mezcals. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know what about you so so as a sipper would this be something that you would sip lightly or like you said with so soda or tonic um I think on its own it's it's a little light for my sort of liking in terms of just sitting down and sipping at the end of the night kind of thing uh but I could definitely see like this being an afternoon like I want a light refreshing drink like a that I'll make with some soda or tonic. Um, I think that would do really well. Um, I mean, even you could even I wouldn't mix it, say, with uh, grapefruit soda, like a Paloma, but you could yeah. do like soda with a grapefruit peel. And that, I think, would like complement it really well. So, OK. There's some, I think there's, it's definitely interesting. I mean, I've never had a. I've never had either. A you know, and you've had, from Ecuador. I've had a couple from Mexico, um, but not from Ecuador. And so I think there's a couple of things like production wise that are maybe going on. One, maybe the distillate is a little bit cleaner in terms of they distilled it to a higher proof than. Um, maybe uh, a, distilled to a lower proof would have a little bit more flavor coming through, uh, you know, but that kind of depends on what kind of still they're using, how big the, the you know, if it's a pot still, how tall the column is um, uh, on the neck. Uh, so there's a couple of things that might be playing into why it's so light, um, mm -hmm. but it's, it's really interesting. So, and be fascinated to see what, what, like I said, some good bartenders could do with it. Cause it, I think it's got great potential. I do too. I agree with you. Uh, 
you know that it does say that it that it is um uh uh i think the one thing that stands out for me is that uh we ferment it using all natural yeast to make guarango in quechua or pulque in in mexico then we double distill it thus charwar is a raw agave spirit from the high andes over ten thousand feet mm -hmm. so so you know and you know as well as i do that 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 the uh uh, uh the attitude in which things are fermented and in yeah. which things are distilled make a big difference yeah uh, i mean that's the beauty of of mezcal is that you know different regions have different microclimates very much right. similar to you know in tequila where some people prefer highlands agave versus lowlands agave and i in the oil valle um I, I don't know if the altitude makes a big difference. I know it probably the, the fermentation part of it uh, takes a while, you know, because of the, the altitude and, and I'm sure the distillation part. But this is a, 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 a distillate that is, that is um, uh, how, what's the term I'm looking for? Not historical, but it's a, it's a heritage of theirs. Yeah. This is something they've been doing for a long time. So, um, I, I guess for lack of anything else, Eric, I, I would have to nominate that as, as a brand of promise nominee yeah. in a God of spirits. You know, yeah. because we rarely are, are fortunate enough, but we're, we're going to be seeing more and more of these. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, um, we're in the middle right now of of. Um, uh, of editing our our profiles in agave spirits series of books and in in volume four that is coming up when you see this video that it may have already been out but volume four we talked to uh, desmond um uh, desmond nazareth who makes this desmanji yeah uh, in, in india in, and he and he and uh, martin grassel have collaborated on on an indian agave spirit which was which was very Elegant. I, I I didn't know what to expect, you know, but it was a whole different. It was very much like tequila, but not really. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, um, it's interesting to hear what these folks feel, what the future is in agave spirits. He would like to see it opened up to more global agave spirits, not just not just Mexico. And he sees that happening. Yeah. Uh, and he, he talked about South America. He talked about India. He talked about um, uh, Northern Africa, I believe, and of course Australia. So yeah. we're going to be seeing a lot more of these, Eric. And if you don't mind, I'm going to be if, as soon as these are available to us, I'm going to try keep throwing curveballs your way because <laughs> I love because, it. You know, you you you've been in there. You know, you've you've had the agua miel. Now, how does this compare with what you've had before? Is this similar? Is it dissimilar? Is it a night and day? Uh, from what I remember of the distillados de aguamel that I had from Mexico is that the the sweetness character is similar, but the light it, this is a little bit lighter than than I remember. Um, so that's why I, I said I think there it maybe part of the lightness is I think you're right. Part of it might be the altitude because you know things boil. Uh, at a lower temperature, so that's going to affect the distillation and how things volatilize. So that's part of it, and then part of it also might be the um, the the shape of the still that they're using, which might just be creating a lighter spirit than say somebody 
in Mexico, uh, which is at a lower elevation. So, um, so yeah, it has some similarities from what I remember, but a little bit lighter in character. Um, I think, I think uh, ultimately, this would be a great aperitif, a great before dinner drink. Yeah. Because um, I think, I think we could compare it almost to wine. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we I've never had it, so I'm not sure what yeah, the buzz yeah. is like. You know, how quickly you're affected by it, but I, I, like you said, yeah, I agree. I think it has a lot of potential, but I'd like to see different iterations. I, I hopefully, you know, the different lotes, the lots that we get, yeah, or that you know, that you and I will be getting will be different. You know, maybe higher ABV. Let's see what it does with wood too. I mean, you know, um, and we don't even know ferment wise if they're fermenting with fiber without the fiber i'm going to assume and that's going to get me in trouble but i'm going to assume that they're using the fiber well no wait a second this well, is sap so they can't yeah, use fiber. there's no fiber yeah okay well then in that case yeah i told you it was going to get me in trouble <laughs> uh but anyway that's our take on charwar um mishki mishki blanco very interesting, very worthy, very worth looking up. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you guys have had it, um, if you're watching us on YouTube, please, you know, give us a, a note. Let us know what you would do with it or what you have done with it. Uh, again, I, I, I want to thank uh, uh, Elliot for, for making this happen. Elliot Logan Hines. And uh, the name of this one is uh, Mishki Blanco Charwar. Really lovely. I, I think I, I, I hopefully they, they have, you know, they gained some traction. I think the the country and agave spirits aficionados are ready for something like this. Yeah. And and hopefully, you know, we'll be able to see different iterations. But anyway, you've been watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our channels. I'm Mike Morales here in San Antonio. That gentleman out there is Eric Zandona in Vancouver, Washington. You've been watching, listening, and sipping, sipping off the cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that bell, that notification bell, so you get notified every time we upload a video with Eric. And uh, if you're listening to us on our on our uh, podcast, please da- you know subscribe anywhere where you get your podcasts, like Spotify. But whatever you do, tomar sabiamente. Sip wisely.